welcome to Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. I'm Kay. And I'm Johnny. And we're here to sample all of life's ups and downs in all their glory. Grab a drink, get comfy and close the door behind you. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I always I always say hey so strangely. Like I don't say hey like that in normal life. I don't know what no. comes over me. It's like our thing, but I don't think I think about it as much when I say it to a friend in real life as I do when I say it on the podcast. It's like it echoes in my brain for hours once I've said it on the intro to this. And then I'm like, Is, was that weird? Was that strange? Should I say it differently next time? I don't know. And then I never think about it when I listen back. I know, but when I'm editing and I can just hear like, hey, like the first time I, I ever edited, I was sat in my room re-recording the word hey like 30 times. I was like, hey, 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 <laughs> like what is wrong with me? Yeah, it felt like a drama exercise. We, we were just literally talking before we started recording this that we should have like done a more candid intro because I think we've set ourselves up for failure by trying to sound like really professional. Yeah constantly introduce it with the same thing consistency when really we just chat shit and we're trying to kid ourselves <laughs> i know we need some consistency to the shit that follows <laughs> but let's get this show on the road thank you so much for the love on last week yes the georgie episode i feel like everybody really enjoyed it i've had so many good messages georgie really enjoyed it as well and yeah really really grateful for all of the support and the feedback that you've given us i loved that one and i feel like that sort of advice was super helpful and just really motivational not even for just where i'm at now but even if i listened to that a few years ago i feel like getting into the industry and just hearing from somebody who's done it firsthand mm. and just her positive outlook on life. Like, I, just, I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. I found it really informative. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, her outlook is just so amazing. And she's done so much with her career already. Mm. And she's, she's still excelling. And I think it's really nice to hear, especially currently you know where jobs are so few and far between and it's really hard for people to sort of get out into the industry she is living proof that you know working hard and just keeping yourself out there putting yourself out there constantly putting yourself under people's noses it really gets you somewhere so yeah thanks george for coming on and hopefully we'll be able to bring you some more guest episodes very soon i love the guest apps how funny you know georgie was talking about crystals sorry i'm gonna digress before we even go into it but I don't know what you think about it or what, what the listeners think. The more that like Georgie's been speaking to me about it and like a few of my other friends are into it, I was like, really want to, I don't even know where to start, but want to get into it. And I went to a festival at the weekend and one of the girls there gave me a crystal. Really? Like just out of the blue. She's like, I just feel like I, I need to give you this crystal. Oh my gosh. What did she give you? Which one? I don't, I think it's called a blue... Oh, I don't know the proper, proper name I'm asking you like I would know. <laughs> I, I'm not that clued up myself. I've got two, I think. You've got two? What? I didn't... I've got a rose quartz and I've got a red, I've got a dark red one and I can't figure out what it is. I should have asked Georgie, but I Googled it and it's supposed to be a cleansing one. So it's good to like cleanse your other crystals and it attracts oh, wow. like, like positive this. energy for reformation and like new starts love. and things. I love that. This one's called Blue Goldstone. It's about like protection, vitality, positive energy, motivation. Anyway, Fabulous. probably people are probably switching off now. They're like, what are they even talking about? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to really, really get into this whole, I don't know what you would even call it. Mindfulness, not mindfulness spiritual yeah i think yes it is it's like yeah it's a bit spiritual it's like kind of connecting with the universe because i was i was actually 
we're really digressing here, but I was reading something today that was saying about how everything in the universe has a vibration and an energy that you can attract yourself to. And it's like these crystals have like lots of vibrations and they're really good for attracting certain things. So I think that's why there's such a big pull on them because you charge them in the moon and things. Have you read The Secret? That's what that's all about. Like about oh. basically for anyone who's listening who doesn't really know, the whole thing of like law of attraction and attracting things to you is not like attracting someone that you want to get with. It's not it's not about that. It's yes. Like... Which is literally what I thought it was all along until I watched this video today. <laughs> yeah, but like the law of attraction, it's about I don't know, the simplest way is like you're made up of energy. Your whole body is like this molecular structure and the universe is obviously made up of all these atoms of energy and you can basically attract, you attract different energies depending on kind of what you give out. It's all a bit, I guess some people would think of it as mumbo jumbo, um, but I'm getting really into it. I feel like we could get somebody on to talk about this with us. The girl who gave me the crystal, she will a thousand percent come on. Sorted, let's get booked. Watch this space. <laughs> Camilla, you're booked. <laughs> anyway, this week. Let's get into the topic, shall we? I guess it doesn't really have anything to do with the intro, but as it is, well, I guess it does. New beginnings, we're at the start of a new academic year. So we've got people going back to school, college, university. We've got people starting new jobs. We wanted to do an episode this week on surviving your first term at uni. Obviously, you know, Kay and I went to uni. We lived it large. We had lots of fun. It feels like many moons ago now. God. Oh my God, literally like a bazillion years ago. Wasn't it nearly seven years ago? No, surely not. <laughs> That's a lie. It can't be. That's hideous. Six, six years, six years. That sounds a lot better. That does. Still but we're gonna cast our minds back to some of the experiences that we had in freshers and during our first term and give you a little bit of a do's and don'ts episode about what to do in your first term, how to survive your first term and sort of the experiences that we had that we, that we lived out so that you don't have to. We've got some things that we thought of. We've also got some suggestions from the listeners that we got sent in on the Instagram. So thank you for sending one of those. And we've got some things from the internet as well that we can cross reference to. So yeah, it should be a good episode. I'm really looking forward to getting into it. I'm excited. Where should we even start? So like, what date is it? So like first, we like the first half of September. So will people have already started? Like, is this like Freshers Week is now, kind of? Yeah, like, I don't even know. It was so long ago that I can't remember <laughs> when Freshers was. But I do feel like term started around the end of September. Yeah. So okay. And Freshers was like two weeks before that. So I feel like we'll be sort of coming to the end of the Freshers period and mm. we'll be like getting into the actual nitty gritty of the year yeah. at the moment. Okay, where should so, we start? Let's start with the positive, shall we? Let's yeah. let's kick off in the green with the do's. What do you think you well, what should you do in your first term of uni? I think so I guess it depends if freshers has already been or gone, but one thing I never did, and I was just saying this to Johnny before we started, I never went to my freshers fair. I never like I never went and did anything. I was a really rubbish first year student. Like, I don't know if it was because I was in London or because I work, but yeah, I feel like one of my biggest regrets is not going to the Freshers' Fair, so definitely go, because it's, 
it's so informative and and also it's a social probably the first sociable thing that you'll do with your flatmates or or people at uni yeah definitely i've got that as one of that's the first one on my go on my do list is go to the freshest fair because like you say you can go with your your flat your new your new housemates you can get involved with things you meet all the society members and honestly it's like the start of pitch perfect it's huge there's so many people there like every club society under the sun that you could think of is there so if you already do something like a sport or an activity like theater or life drawing or swimming really so that many yeah like everything radio society so if you already do something you can go and sign up to the society at uni so you can continue it but if you want to try something new like i don't know fencing or something you've never done before like they have so many crazy sports corf ball have you ever heard of corf ball no is it like rounders it's like a mix of netball and basketball it was invented in Sweden and the posts that you, so you have to throw the ball up through a ring, like a basketball ring, but it doesn't have a net on it. And it was invented in the Netherlands. So obviously everyone there is really fucking tall. So the posts are like 14 foot high. I'm only five foot two, Johnny. I'd have fucking no hope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not one for you. You can, I don't know, what's what's good? I can play dodgeball. You could join the dodgeball society. God, could you imagine me playing dodgeball? What a sight. <laughs> if you'd gone to your freshest fair, we, we, I might be sitting opposite a world-class dodgeball player here. <laughs> I would have loved to be on the radio society. God, we could have embarked on this podcast journey six years ago, babe. I know. We could have been high-flying, private jets, <laughs> rubbing shoulders with the best. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, freshers. And don't they give out free food? I feel like people used to come back with Domino's. There's always free food. Domino's. It's like the thinnest slice ever, but like you take what you can get. And I feel like you need to carb load as early as possible in freshers because <laughs> those nutrient levels deplete severely in fact actually one of the other things i've got on my list is do buy some fresh fruit every once in a while because your body will thank you for it yeah that's a really good one i was gonna say like i don't think i ate properly until like year three i think we've said this before yeah. like i didn't get into cooking until like third year at uni yeah. i think i just ate filled pasta for two years like that what's it called oh, like the fresh stuff tortellini in the, in the plastic thing. Tortellini from Aldi. It makes me feel physically sick to think about it now, but I poisoned myself, <laughs> I ate that much. You know what I did really get into, but it wasn't until the end of uni, really. Frozen fruit. What, you just eat it frozen? No, like, you can put it into, like, smoothies <laughs> or... where <laughs> <laughs> that one was going. Just there, like, gnawing on a bit of, like, frozen melon, like... <laughs> really good for the gums. <laughs> frozen... I used to buy frozen blueberries. And they do like a frozen, like tropical fruit thing and put it in my porridge in the morning and it would like cool it down so that I could eat it straight away because I was always rushing. But that's a good idea. Or you can just buy normal fruit and freeze it. You need your five a day. You do. I was actually watching, sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but I was watching Eva Longoria's inside her house or something, like a Vogue thing. And she was saying how she freezes all of her, like she buys all of her fruit really fresh when it's in season and then freezes it because she was like, you know, you can't get rhubarb all year round, but I just buy it and freeze it and then I've, I've got it. That's so Los Angeles, isn't it? <laughs> so LA. <laughs> you could do that at uni and be like Eva Longoria and have fruit all year round. <laughs> You're sorted. What else have I got on my third, on my list? Um, another do. Do actually go to uni, like go to your induction week, yeah. that's it. Make sure you go to that because 
Otherwise, then when it starts, you just are clueless. Yeah, you don't want to be that first person on the first week asking all the questions that everyone else knows the answer to because they were in that lecture. If you're there asking questions that everybody else has already researched or found out, you're going to look like an absolute mm. pillock. And you're not going to get off on the right foot with your tutors. I'm just going to say that I didn't realise, like, I don't know if anyone... Like, I guess people listening to this will be going to their first years, then maybe they, maybe they won't either. It's not like your A-levels where you, everything's marked by, like, an independent adjudicator. Yeah, oh my God. Everything's marked by your lecturers. Like, so if you're missing that first week, you're already mm-hmm. getting a strike by your name. Absolutely. In my first year, like, we'll go on to this later, but in my first year, part of my pass mark was to do with my attendance on each, yes. at each lecture they don't tell you that do they they don't tell you that your attendance and your punctuality and your kind of engagement with the course actually has a, a say in what you get at the end of the year so it does matter and yeah you, it's good to i like you said it it's good to familiarize yourself with your tutors and also like the people who are on your course as well because if you somehow find yourself in the wrong lecture during like your first few weeks which can happen like I ended up in the wrong lectures before and you sort of walk in and you think actually I'm not supposed to be here and or you'll be in a lecture and you'll see somebody run out 10 minutes in because they realize that they're in the wrong place and it's just like a little straggler like running down the stairs and out the door (laughs) but if you already know people on your course or at least know a few faces you can have a better uh, gauge of that yeah it's also really good for um when you do group work, like people already built up a bit of a, cause in my first week, we were literally thrown into the deep end. We were in a group within a few days and having to mm. do a presentation and stuff. So it's good. You don't want to be coming in as like people who, people who don't seem like they care about the course and they just come in after yeah. the induction week and then yeah. they've already missed out on group work already. Like, yeah, it's just good to make sure you go. Even if you're hungover. Um, what's your other do? Okay, so. This really impacted my life as a swimmer. Well, this sounds dramatic. But I feel like it would impact so many other people's lives positively because basically my whole flat used to use it. Okay. Invest in a heated towel rail or some sort of drying rack. Oh my God. This is fucking brilliant advice because I do not know how anything dried. The dryers at uni are shit. They are not worth the money that you put into them because I don't know... It won't be the case for everyone, but in the halls that I stayed in, you had to pay for the wash, the washing machines and the tumble dryers. Like it topped up a card every week. The dryers were absolutely shocking. And if you want your stuff to dry decently and not make your room really damp, get a nice like heated towel rail. You can pick them up from Aldi. They're not too expensive or just a standard like clothes horse that you can put stuff over because if you're trying to like hang stuff up over the backs of doors and things it's just a bit ming and hern i think that's what i did <laughs> i just literally was hanging it on everything it looked like a fucking laundrette um that's actually made me laugh because it's made me think of i'm quite domesticated now for anyone listening like i feel like my friends would ring <laughs> me if their washing machine broke they'd ring me and be like we need some help whereas back in the day i had no fucking clue what i was doing and for the whole, it's actually minging, for the whole first year at uni, I'd been washing my um, clothes with what I thought was, was, was detergent, but it was just conditioner. I was just literally conditioning my washing the whole time. I didn't even own detergent. <laughs> I, get, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. 
At least you washed your clothes. I know so many people that didn't wash anything for the whole of first year. Uh, I know. And then people's parents would come up and they'd be like, oh, or like they'd go home at Christmas and they'd be like loading their cart with bin bags. Right. Yeah, I know. Like wear everything. Then they wait for their mum to come up. It's like, oh my God. But that's another thing as well. Well, that's more of a don't actually. Oh, well, were you going to say don't, you don't have to be friends with your housemates? Yeah. Like this was one that got sent in on Instagram by one of our lovely listeners and they said just put yourself out there don't be shy and remember that you don't have to actually be friends with your housemates and I thought that was really valuable information because you are pressured into being best friends with the people that you live with because you don't often get to choose who you live with especially in first year so there's so much pressure to like be mates with them and you don't have to be mates with them like it's it's good if you can be civil with them but like I'd actually encourage you to make friends outside of your house mm. because that means you'll just be able to get a break every once in a while because it is intense living with you know four five six seven other stressed students especially during freshers when you're finding your feet and getting to know the new uni and getting to know a new place potentially so if you can like get some friends outside of your halls or your wherever you're living then that is that is great and remember like if you don't get on with one mm. of your housemates don't try and break your back to be friends with them yeah yeah it's not the end of the world it's just reminded me about when I was first year and I'm quite an outgoing person like I I don't know I I never really thought I would feel this way but I felt really lonely in my first few months at uni like I felt like I hadn't really gelled with a lot of people Mm. on my course a lot of people in my flat like and I had this image of going to uni and making this massive group of friends that I'd be like skipping down the hall with to my lectures like you don't yeah. see it in the films and when that didn't happen I was like yeah. am I abnormal like is this what actually happens but speaking now about it and to other friends at that time at different unis a lot of people were feeling the same and you don't you in your first year at uni you often don't make your bestest friends for life like it does come throughout um and if you do that's a plus so if you really get on with your flatmates then instantly then that's a plus but if it's not instant, that's actually totally normal. And I feel like not enough people speak about that. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I agree. I think it's really romanticised, the whole going to uni thing, moving out from home, becoming this brand mm. new version of yourself, wiping the slate clean and all of that. And it is that for a lot of people and a lot of reasons. But I also think, like you said, it's it can be really lonely and no one really speaks about that before you go. I think with that, it like it is, you know, stress the importance of going to the freshers' fairs and trying to sign up for things and, and doing stuff outside of your course because uni can offer you so much more than just a degree. It's like social skills, it's connections, it's opportunities outside of your degree course, like, you know, with a sports team or with a acting club or singing or music, sports, whatever, you know, like, you can do so much. So, yeah, definitely, like, remember that you don't have to be mates with your housemates. Like, try and be friends with them if you can, but there's more to life than just the people that you live with when you get put together. Also, I didn't actually live with anyone from my calls until my third year. Like, we actually became better friends when we didn't live in halls and like that friendship kind of progressed and and then I met even more people on my course and as the, as the year went on like I don't think I met I maybe met like one or two really good friends in my first year I really don't think like this whole idea of a group of friends like was realistic now looking back yeah no I get what you mean I think 
I'm the same. And I'd, I'd probably say like first year is definitely about you and you finding your feet and getting comfortable with being in a new place and your new studies and just being really selfish and taking it all in. And then from there you naturally progress. Cause like for me, I was really lucky. My first year flat were amazing. Like we all got on so well and we'd just been put randomly together, but the dynamic just really worked. And we've all kept in touch now, which is really nice Like we still talk. So like a couple of us moved into our second year house and like combined a group of friends from That's some so of nice. my friends from home. We became part of a wider group of friends through that. And then, and it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And I think mm. like you said, don't be worried if it doesn't happen straight away because you've got three, potentially four, five some people go to uni for like seven years and your friendship group naturally like it does with anything in life will just grow and um evolve yeah, it just evolves as you grow as well yeah exactly because you do change a lot like i know speaking from personal experience i've changed so much since i when you know when i first started at uni so your friendships do naturally change as well um so yeah i'd say like do remember that and don't put too much pressure on yourself to you know have loads of friends and you can do stuff on your own as well I actually used to love going and doing stuff on my own at uni to like get away from it all me too I feel like a definite do is and like maybe stating the obvious but do be yourself and don't like just do things to try and fit in and try and fit into certain groups easier said than done though isn't yeah, it yeah but I do think you find yourself trying to mold to be to fit in in certain ways but uni is so different to school like mm. it's not like you've got the bitchy group of girls and then the popular boys, you know, the stereotypical, what what you think of. Yeah. It's so different. You'll really find like more like-minded people there. Like, don't forget you're gonna be doing a course that you're really, hopefully really interested in and you've worked really hard for the last two years to, two years plus to get to where you are now. Like it's a really great achievement and mm what you're going into everybody hopefully in the room with you shares those interests so that's probably a good starting point if people are nervous about making friends because we're I think we're saying this Johnny that we felt a bit lonely like and I think we're both quite outgoing quite loud people in social situations mm. so I can imagine for people who aren't like that this is even more overwhelming yeah everybody's feeling the same everybody's just as just as nervous as you are yeah, and unis are really good at that now, especially with the conversation around mental health and, you know, supporting people through difficult times. Unis will have support lines or people you can go to to speak to if you are really struggling um, with anything in particular. And there's also um, some helplines that we have shared before, which we can reshare again for people who are struggling with loneliness, isolation um, and anything like that whilst you're at uni or outside of uni. I've got another um I've got another good do actually. Do bleach your toilet. I knew we'd come on to the cleaning. It literally takes two seconds. You don't even have to scrub it if you don't want to, but just put some bleach down it and you'll you'll thank me in six months' time, I promise. Because I had never seen a toilet as hideous as some I saw at uni for the first time. Like I didn't even know toilets could reach that level of brown. Uh. I can't even... I didn't know that cups of tea could grow mould in them. Oh, my gosh, Stone. Tell me you went to uni without telling me you went to uni. <laughs> the level of squalor. When you've seen a blue cup of tea. <laughs> a furry cup of tea. Stop it. That's Hideous. how you know. 
No, but in terms of cleaning as well, don't be the one to clean up other people's shit because you will be expected. Fucking retweet. Let me tell you, this carried on for me even when I had a fucking garden. I became the gardener. I became the cleaner. I became the bin man. No. Oh my God, Kay, you've got to tell them about Mopgate. Oh you have to tell them about Mopgate. <laughs> when I mopped, I feel like it's not as funny to try and explain it, but basically, um, this was in my final year house. We had this beautiful house and everyone was away. So I was like, right, finally, I can clean this shit all up because <laughs> I was uh, the backbone of the household, <laughs> if you will. I was like, right, I need to get a new mop. So I walked down the high street, just went to like this local convenience store and this guy in the shop was like trying to sell me all these fucking expensive mops like mate literally it's a mop they all they all do the same job he's like no get this one like it's like middle range it's really really good um anyway basically convinced me into buying the more expensive mop i don't even know how much it was 11.99 or something ridiculous for a fucking mop head price of mops these days god (laughs) that's london prices for you (laughs) anyway i was like doing the mopping on a saturday night and um like, as I was mopping, it's just, just like a normal stringy mop head, right? There's, like, strings are just falling out of this mop. And I was like, nah, I, maybe I'm doing this wrong. I, I don't understand. Anyway, by the end of the exercise, there was one string remaining on this mop head. So it was just a broom handle with a string attached to it. I was fucking livid. So I was like... You got swindled. I literally have been swindled. I, it wouldn't have been so bad if I'd got the two ninety nine mop. I've... No, because then at least you'd have felt like you got what you paid for. But if you spent yeah. 12 quid on a mop and it breaks after one <laughs> use... It's actually made my floor dirtier than it was to begin with. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually clean it, cleaning up the mop's mess. Where's the Consumer Rights Act when you need it? <laughs> literally, so me and my fucking mop with a string attached to it. I can't even call it a mop anymore, like... Just this broom handle. Pathetic excuse for a cleaning item. <laughs> Marching down Shepherd's Bush High Street at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, past all the bars and clubs, me with a big coat on holding <laughs> a string on, a, on, the end of a, on the end of a stick, marching back to the shop, which is now closed. <laughs> and then it didn't open for the rest of the week. And I was like, every time I drove past it, I walked past it, I was like, I have literally been swindled. This man has pulled a fast one. Take heed, listeners. This could be you if you actually start to clean up other people's shit for them. Don't let that be you. Cautionary tale of Mopgate. <laughs> but yeah, basically, long story short, don't clean up other people's shit because you'll be expected to do it for life. And that includes washing up. That includes washing the tea towels that just end up thrown by the washing machine. Oh, please wash the tea towels. Please wash the tea towels. Again, never smell anything as bad as a first year tea towel. I've actually got a photo. I'll dig it out for the socials. It's not a tea towel, but in my second year house, I came back after Christmas and somebody had left an oven mitt in the washing machine. It's a black oven mitt, but it was like a nice shade of cream and it had grown a lovely like boucle fur coating all the way around it. Oh! It went fucking mouldy. Oh. Yeah. It's probably 50 new diseases on that. It was insane. It's quite artistic, actually. Um, What else have I got? Another... Oh, don't share food shops. It sounds like a great idea. And you think, oh, yeah, it's amazing. We'll just buy it all and we'll pay half. Somebody will always eat more than the other. Somebody will drink your orange juice at 2am and you wake up and there won't be any left. Somebody will eat your leftovers or they'll have the last 
apple and you will be livid buy your own food and keep yourself to yourself if you've also got snacks don't keep them in the kitchen keep them in your room in a box or somewhere out of the way because they will also go i had a mega pack of baby bells get eaten on the first night out a 20 pack of baby bells all of them are gone in the morning six years on and you can't forget <laughs> i was fuming the sad thing is though baby bells you can't keep them out of the fridge i don't know what you could i could suggest for that Maybe if you've got a little skincare fridge, if you're that way inclined, or a little beer fridge in your room. Need a mini fridge. A mini fridge. <laughs> it's very Y2K. <laughs> um, that reminded me, Not, I didn't do this in my first year, but in, in one of, I don't know, third or fourth year, we had like someone come around. It was around Christmas time, like um, trying to sell the HelloFresh subscriptions. But if you're first time doing it, loads of people, like loads of influencers and stuff have codes these days anyway. But I think normally when it's your first time, you get 50% off. But that was actually really good. And I did that with um, one of my flatmates. Yeah. And we'd get like the four person one. We'd just have it between the two of us. And then we'd like share the portions and have it for lunch the next day. And because you're actually, you have like the, I sound like a HelloFresh fucking uh, promoter here, not sponsored. But yeah, so we would cook together and like it's something to do together. And also they give you the exact ingredients. So it's not like you're putting loads of shit in the fridge that's going to get used up because you know that stuff is for your meals only. It's quite cost effective, isn't it? Because I always think the fresh stuff is the hardest to keep tabs on. Like if you've got tin stuff or stuff that is frozen, you're fine. But it's like that bag of spinach that suddenly grows legs after two days that you like, you thought it was in date, but it's gone all manky now. Like, it's like a, it's like a minefield, isn't it? Trying to f remember what you've got on the go. That's good, actually. I've never used them. And I feel like that was maybe a missed opportunity for me at uni. They're really, really good. I would, I would suggest, I don't know how much they are now though. That's the only thing. They might, might be really expensive. Yeah, that's true. But if you've got, like you say, if you, if you've got flatmates or if you, maybe want to share some sort of a meal situation with housemates but don't want to completely yeah. share a whole shop maybe that's a good halfway house and it's really tasty and they do vegan options as well if you're vegan so yeah hello fresh just reach out hello at the sample cupboard for our sponsorship deal i'll be waiting <laughs> for your email i thought of um what did i think of just then when you said that oh if you don't like coffee be prepared to like it I didn't before I went to uni, funnily enough. I didn't either. It was what I'd started drinking out of necessity and now I'm obsessed with it and I actually really love it. Like, I love the taste. Like, I'm not a snob. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a coffee mm. snob. Like, I like <laughs> a good cup of coffee. If you give me an instant coffee, I'm, no, no shade, I'm absolutely fine with that. But I love a good coffee and I absolutely, I couldn't stand it before. I became obsessed with Starbucks in my first year. But actually now they do prep subscriptions, don't they? So I bet that's quite a cost-effective thing for students yeah yeah and they have prepped everywhere as well because i feel like prep was such a london thing for a while and now it's you can get prep most most places which is good have you got any like specific london things that you can like round up on because i know that obviously mm. a lot of our listeners will be doing sort of fashion or things like that and a lot of those courses are in london so have you got any things that you would sort of suggest specifically for London students? Well, for freshers, actually, we've touched on this in our last uni episode. Freshers is so different in London. It's not like obviously one central university events. So like good things to do in London that are really cheap for students. I used to find really like few and far between, but now I feel like TikTok has opened up the world of 
places to go. Um, and I saw a girl's TikTok. She was saying about these three bars that are really good. So if you're a student in London, check these out. So one's called Thirst in Soho. And they do not only a happy hour, but they do a silly hour, which is like pre-happy hour. Sounds amazing. Also, Simmons. Me and the girls actually go to this, like Simmons now. They are really fun. They're so cheap. Um, they do happy hour, I think four till nine. And also not sponsored. These are just like things I wish I'd known rather than spending sh money on shitty cocktails. But I've spent so much money in Simmons, I feel like a sponsorship deal would only be fair at this point. <laughs> it's like £2.50 for a vodka mixer there. So good. Um, and then obviously be at one. I think the best be at one in London, I'm going to go as far to say, is the Greek Street one. It's really fun. You go downstairs and it's huge, got massive dance floor. Um, and then my favourite Simmons is the one between Tottenham Court Road and Oxford Circus because it's got a DJ and it's all kind of like circus. Yeah, it's like circus themed. Like all the kind of big tables are as if you're sat in like a dodgem, not dodgem, like a waltzer cup. Like it's really cool in there. I've actually never been to that one because it's always been so rammed. I think it's a really popular one, but they do mm. have a lot of them. Like there's one open in West Ken now. There's so many around the place, but they're all like, there's such, there's such a good theme to each of them. Yeah, they're all themed. They're really fun. Um, I, Yeah, I'd say like, try and sniff out the happy hours because you can't do a normal night out in London as a student, like it's just too expensive. So yeah, happy hours, two for one cocktails, silly hours, they're my tips. Yeah, that's good, good tips. Thanks, I'm trying to think what else I wish I knew in London. I think I wish I'd made most more of like concession discounts on like galleries and stuff. You get loads of discounts being a student that you can use at galleries and attractions. Yeah, no, that's good actually. I feel the same. I think there's so many things you can do as a student. It's like, it's almost really hard to try and keep up with all the things that you're offered because you're trying to figure out how to live on your own, how to look after yourself, how to study this new thing make loads of new friends and then there's all these like free stuff being like thrown your way oh my god i've just thought of something in terms of free stuff i don't know if it's still a thing but i used to have this app called drinky like drink with an eye on the end and it basically this is how i discovered simmons and it basically would show you at certain like times of the day all the participating bars would do either like an offer or a free drink like your first drink would be free if you use the app um, and that's Simmons used to do it, so I, that's how I found who they were. Yeah, I feel like I've used that as well. There's also just in general things like student beans and like the student card. Some of them you sort of pay a like upfront fee for, but it's not much, and then you get a discount in loads of stores. Were you say were we talking about the taste card as well before? Oh my god, yeah, I used to use taste card in my first year. Yeah. Because they still have it, and that's really good if you want to go out to eat, you get really good discounts in certain restaurants and things. So just keep your ear to the ground for like student discounts, and um, even just a Google search sometimes can bring you up a good discount code for things. I always used to use, um, what's it called, Booker Table, and you can search for like what's called their star deals, and actually me and the girls would do this every end of the year, um, kind of like celebration. We'd go on, see what was the star deals, and then go for a really nice meal at a restaurant we basically wouldn't normally be able to afford. So, like, for example, we went on our... At the end of our first year, we went to Crazy Bear, which is, like, super expensive normally, but I think they did, like... I don't know, it was, like, a 12-course taster menu, 
and a cocktail for like 25 quid like it was it was so good so good to find those things out definitely like keep your ear close to the ground for those sort of things because they're about everywhere yeah amazing well i feel like we've really cleaned up there and gone around the houses we spoke about so much um <laughs> hopefully that was helpful and insightful and if you are a new student that's just heading to uni or has been there for a few weeks let us know how you're getting on we'd love to hear if some of these tips helped and if there's anything that we haven't mentioned that you think would be good if you're a student let us know and we will do another poll on the instagram or we'll do another episode if you found this one helpful yeah thank you so much for listening hopefully you've enjoyed listening to our I don't know. I wouldn't say they're mistakes, but listening to us impart our knowledge and our experiences. Yeah, yeah. Like we said at the beginning, we made the mistakes so that you don't have to. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on a serious note, like it's a big thing, like moving away from home, moving to a totally new city with totally new people and then kind of forced to to make new friends. Like just know that everybody is also in the same boat and although they might not seem it everybody's feeling exactly the same as you but like johnny mentioned unis have really really good support systems in place so if you are really struggling don't feel like you're on your own just make sure you reach out to someone and like johnny mentioned we'll pop the resources in the description below absolutely well said thank you so much for listening guys and we will speak to you again very soon take care and enjoy freshers don't you think we wouldn't do <laughs> bye bye thank you so much to alex at Ronda music for all of the tracks on the show we will put his details down in the show notes below